looking out for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow is a ton, driving down the 101. California, here we come, right back where we started from. California. Welcome to the OCD, folks, the show where we take an in-depth episode by episode with seminal and underrated primetime soap opera of the early aughts, the OC. This- I'm your host, Mike, and musical guest, Ryan. All right, so uh, I guess Don Pardo there towards the end, uh, a little bit of like, did it start off Dracula? Dracula or like the adventures of Yogi Bear? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It was Rocky and Bullwinkle? Wait, an impression of a TV show called The Adventures of Yogi Bear? Oh, that guy who like says next week on Rocky and Bullwinkle, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a cartoon intro. I don't know. I, I had a milk bubble for the first two words, and I went, oh, "Well, you can't pull out now." You, the one thing that you could do is uh, drink less milk. I don't know. No. Like you're just chugging milk at all times. Does the body good? And is this soy or almond or is this cow titty milk juice? <laughs> I put soy, almond, oat, flax, cow titty milk juice in a Nutribullet, blend it all up, chug it down. As someone who. Uh, is like not great at handling milk. Do you have a ranking for all the non-cow milks? Oh, for sure. Oat is top. Uh, Oat just came out this year and it's fucking great. Uh-huh. But it's also I think very sugary. Uh almond is is a solid go-to, Re- really middle of the road. For the people who are uh, just about to try this for the first time. This is not me. I'm talking about uh I'm trying to help out our listeners. Uh is there an adjustment period or do you try it for the first time and you're like this is so good? I think if you're an adult who drinks milk, you're going to have a problem with it. Like, I mostly put it in coffee and stuff like that. But with cereal, it's fine. O- o- Oatly is the creamiest. Uh, almond is a little thin and watery. Soy is, is fine. Fine. Okay, so yeah, it's it's all just fine. No, oat, oat milk rules. But it's a little sugary. It's a little sugary. But that, I mean, that's great. But yeah, for... When you're an adult, nothing can just be good. There always has to be, like, you have to make a dark deal with the devil or something. Not sex, not cage fighting. It's all lesser than it used to be. Uh, uh, I miss 15-year-old cage fighting. I just remember when I was a, when I was a kid, and I still basically am. I mean, yeah, early 20s is not that old. Um, I hated the taste of diet soda, but when you just, like, when you decide that that's all you're going to drink, mm-hmm. you get used to it pretty quickly. I've done that with spaghetti squash, replaced pasta for years. Then the minute you try pasta, you're like, what the fuck was yeah. I eating? This is horse shit. <laughs> replaced rice with cauliflower rice. That one actually, rice is bland enough that like I just feel great about eating hidden vegetables. My life is sad. That's what they, we're building up to, Ryan. Okay, so uh, I guess that I don't want the sugary, so I'm going to go with almond. Yeah, I, I like almond milk. And you can get like lightly sweetened, and it probably has less calories and sugar than real fucking titty cow milk. Typically, uh, I have memos from the board before we record, but uh, this memo is actually from you. And it says, mm-hmm. uh, hey, last intro was boring. Make this next OCD intro <laughs> super fucking wacky. Did I do that? Like, did we nail it? I think it's pretty wacky for the listeners because they've never heard us as just two human beings talk to each other about real things when mics aren't around. All right, good. Let's keep it going. How far away do you think your life is from having one of those uh, Sunday through Saturday pill things where you open up the thing and just take the pills that are inside? I've been trying for years. They said I'm not old enough yet to buy it. I just want somebody to let me know when I should eat these pills. Do you take vitamins? And I do not mean the gummy bears that you love, even though they're built on slave labor. I well, well, that's Haribo, and you know I quit Haribo years ago when I found that out. But yes, I do eat gummied. I I do melatonin gummies to help me sleep, <laughs> and I do probiotic gummies to make my tummy better. I love how you're handling adulthood. Is that I'll take these pills. 
But they will be gummy and taste like candy. They will be as childish as possible. Millennials are the best, man. Fuck you, boomers. How about you? Do you do you do you have the Monday through Friday pills yet? No, not even close. I I've never had a vitamin in my life. And look at me. <laughs> not uh, even from vegetables. No. <laughs> you squeeze it out of the vegetables. You boil the vegetables and then drink them down. Yeah, I'm uh, Irish, and so we uh, we boil them and then wring them out, and then just eat the the hot green wash rag that came out. <laughs> Put them around your feet for socks for a few days, and then eat them. There's your goddamn potato famine. But lots of whiskey. What are the vitamins in whiskey? All of them. All the vitamins. A through there. Z. A through Z and double A through double Z. Are there Total entire alphabets? Is it is it really is, like there's a vitamin A and then there's like a zinc? But do we, yeah. do we really go all the way through the alphabet on these fucking vitamins? Like, is there really no. a G? I think it's a Mitch Hedberg joke, but it, it goes like A, and then you get to B, and then they're like, "Well, we better slow down," and then just B one through thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> guys, use other <laughs> letters. They were so nervous about running out of letters on B. Is this all Mitch Hedberg? <laughs> I, I think it's all Mitch Hedberg. Okay. File that under D for donut. Last week we talked about the episode Brothers Grimm, what the kids were up to. Trey's back in town. Ryan and Marissa take him shopping. Zach's back in town. Seth and Summer argue about their sexual feelings for him. But tonight is where it's out. The Brothers Grimm, it's the adults, my friend. What are the adults up to in quick summary? Is this weird for us to do the kids first? Yeah. Usually we get rid of the adults, but... Right. Um, there's porno involved, and so I'm glad that we could save that for uh, last. Yeah, um, Sandy's worried about Trey. Kirsten's worried about Sandy and Trey. Not really, no. She's worried about Carter. Uh, Julie is worried about Caleb in regards to Lance. And if all these names don't make sense to you, I don't think you have been listening to our podcast. Or watching that. What are you doing? Yeah. Go back to the Superhero Hour. Go listen to that. Go listen to Move of the Year. You want to hear about us? That was a couple of weeks ago. Go listen to us. But if you want to hear about us, i.e. me and Ryan, you listen to this show. All that and more on tonight's The OCD. Ryan, Kirsten, and Carter have been working a lot of late nights to get ready for this magazine launch that we have yet to see. We had and, we had one party where we were like, oh, we're doing Newport Living. And then later on, we'll have a new party that says, hey, we're doing Newport Living. We are for sure, for real this time, doing Newport Living. And here's Carter Buckley to tell you how it is. But Julie, uh, pretty quickly, clocks Kirsten's crush on Carter. Yes. Um, she says, Kirsten Cohen crushes Carter, which... And she is now, this is the happiest. I want that on a t-shirt. I want it on a t-shirt. We have never seen Julie Cooper this happy, Julie Cooper Nickel, this happy before. Um, she is going through a crisis so big that she forgot that she was running a magazine. Uh-huh. Um, but the second that, and I don't think it's like schadenfreude. I don't think she's like glad that Kirsten is also mm-hmm. going through shit. She is so happy to be back in high school and have like a nursery rhyme chant of Kirsten Cohen crushes Carter. I think it's, it's, uh. Probably a little because it is Julie that Kirsten's in the mud with me. So it's not Schadenfreude, but it's we truly are equals. I don't have to be worried about how pure Kirsten is anymore. Which terrible uh, people love. I think Julie thinks all marriages are bad. So she's like, thank God Kirsten's going to get some. Uh, they have a secret. And they, that very high school, oh, there's a crush. Ooh, it's not exciting. You're like, ooh, you have a loving relationship with your husband. But it's like, ooh, a new boy. Well, and yeah. Like, this- it's Yeah, it's not like – I don't think uh, Kiki at this point – I'm sorry, uh, Juju at this point thinks that like they're actually going to fuck. I think that it's just 
fun to talk about boys you like yes. or girls you like because we're in committed relationships and that's all we have is the talk. It's the most innocent Julia's ever been. Right, exactly. Is, is gushing about this, and then she was here. I am so preoccupied with my own sex scandal. I didn't notice yours, which is a great line. And Julie's not wrong uh, because one, uh, she doesn't have a lot of capabilities. There's a lot of things that she isn't good at, but uh, she has two of them: one, um, loving a good bit of gossip, and two, reading the room a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kirsten. Could have just said, oh, that's not true. Back to work. But instead, Kirsten or uh, Julie catches Kirsten high school classroom staring at Carter. Staring hard. While she's staring hard at Carter in the other room, while Julie is telling Kirsten, I made a mistake, Kiki, a naked mistake. <laughs> Which, that's uh, between this episode and last episode, I think the fifth time you've brought that phrase up because it's it's so funny it's like that belongs next to like uh thomas edison and mark twain in quote books i made a mistake i made a naked mistake um but the other thing too is that instead of uh kirsten just saying oh that's not true julie can we get back to work she's like julie shut the fuck up don't talk about this anymore i'll murder you and your entire family including my father (laughs) but then uh kiki grows obviously nervous around carter he Walks in and he's like, hey, this is that bottle of wine you mentioned five weeks ago. You said it was your favorite. You haven't had it in years. Uh, I saw it and I was just like, celebration. We've been working so hard. Have some wine. And she's like, <clears throat> we have a lot riding on this presentation and it would be unprofessional to drink beforehand. Kirsten Cohen says that, my friend. <laughs> Why don't you not pour another one, Kirsten? I don't think so. And she becomes like uh, the... What, what, the Dowager Countess? What's Judy, uh, or no, uh, Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey? Maggie Light. Smith, yeah. I do not think it would be appropriate if we did this right now. Harry Potter! And Carter's like, uh, that's weird. Uh, we drink a keg of grape juice every single night. <laughs> and Julie, who has not been around for the entire magazine with her face on it, uh, her eyebrows go through the roof. And I think... Kier- both because, what, Kier's- because of alcoholism and... They're drinking together. Yeah, Kirsten is perfect, except for her uh, like horrible addiction to alcohol and her desire to fuck someone who is not her husband. And we are crashing together like Sandy and Trey shaking hands. Um, Speaking of Sandy and Trey, uh-huh. uh, when Sandy runs in, he's just like, hey, I miss you. Here's some lunch. I'm a loving husband. Surely you would feel real bad if there's anybody else you're crushing on. Uh, he says, I invited Trey to stay with us for a few days. And she's just like, okay, sounds good. Just complete one has Kirsten grown or two. Nope, nope, nope. Think about that. Because no, Mr. Kata. Sandy calls it out. Kirsten has already said Sandy. And she said that in that way where it's like, please don't move another fucking jailbird into the house. (laughs) And so he comes in and does not realize that Kirsten's preoccupied. Just says, oh, I thought that would be a fight, but it's not. So bye. He just two big thumbs up, moonwalks out of it. And then he jetpacks away like some sort of rocketeer who was played in that movie by Billy Campbell, who plays Carter Buckley on the show The O.C. What, what, what is the Venn diagram of people who know about and or enjoy The Rocketeer and The O.C.? A hundred percent of the population, <laughs> yes. Um, but no, the reason that Kirsten's getting freaked out is when she and Carter are alone, she's fine which is dangerous in and of itself. But uh, the problem is that uh, she feels that Julie is getting to know mm-hmm. and Sandy will be next. I don't know right. if she expected Sandy to walk in that minute. I, I don't know if she realized that she's on a TV show, but yeah, all of that came down at the same time. And she's still doing that thing where uh, 
Sandia Carter will be like, I got to meet that other very important man in your life. Yes. And she just goes, ha blah, ha blah, ha blah, ha blah, no. When he asks that, her jaw retreats from the floor into back into her mouth and her heart comes back into her chest. Um, guys, girls, everyone, uh, just casually ask, hey, can I meet this person? And then watch how the other person reacts and you will get all of the information you ever need. If it, it's probably Carter maybe doesn't think anything's weird. Like, if any of my coworkers was like, can I meet your wife? I'd be like, whoa, fucking weirdo. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get back off. But yeah, if, 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 if your significant other is like, I need to meet that person who you seem to enjoy, and you're a weirdo about it, think about why, significant other. Think about why they're a weirdo about it. Not just you seem to enjoy, but uh, I grew up as a fan of. I, I loved this person, yeah. And you're keeping my childhood <laughs> hero away from me? Look, everybody knows Sandy Cohen ran away with a fucking bucket head trying to fly through barns. That's how he grew up. And she won't let him meet him. The goddamn rocketeer. Rocketeer, there's other things to fly through, like clouds. Why does it have to be a barn barns. every time? Left or right, goddamn barn. If my wife started working with Jason Hervey, the mean bully from the Wonder Years that always beat on Kevin, who I based my life on, and she said no, I would know that she is having sex with Kevin Arnold's brother. <laughs> I don't know who I'm more upset for. Probably Jason Hervey for having that name. Do you know who uh, Jason Hervey also bullied besides Kevin Arnold in a different thing? Marilyn Manson. Nope. <laughs> You're thinking of... Isn't that what they say? Uh, Jason Hervey had a different part in the Wonder Years where he bullied um, Fat Kid and tried to make him eat a stomped on chocolate bar in the hit cinematic classic, The Monster Squad, starring The Rocketeer. And then to compliment him, he said, good job, Fat Kid. And Fat Kid said, my name Shotgun cock is Horace. I would go with Fat Kid. I would stick with Fat Kid if that's my name. Horace is a terrible name, but I love the fact that he pointed at his crotch halfway through and said, Shotgun cock. (laughs) Shotgun cock. So flash forward to the magazine presentation. The magazine's not out yet, but now it's like, we told you what we were going to tell you. Now here's some still images and a PowerPoint presentation about what the magazine coming out in two months is going to look like. Are we at the party right now? Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the party. Um... We already went through. Th- we're just sticking with Carter and Kiki. We already went through the kids, but like we're at the party. Okay, so I'm going to stick with Carter and Kiki here. But just because we're at the party now and we know how parties in Newport go, were you tense? Not that it would go wrong, but we have got before the party. We've got Trey. Mm-hmm. We've got probably Rebecca. We've got Carter. We've got Lance. We've got Caleb. We've got like Zach. Who? Anna's back in town for some reason. Like, everybody's at this shitty party. Who is going to be the person to... This should be, like, a uh, gambling game. Who is going to be the person mm-hmm. to fuck up this party? Is it going to... Ryan's mom. What, uh, what was Teresa? Eddie? Oh. Does Eddie come back? I always just assume Eddie's going to come back. Especially the... As the seasons go on, and maybe everybody's just sick of the Cohen Cooper parties, less people show up every time. But there's more... and But there's less people. I'm like, so they got to kick the drama up. Uh, 5,000 to 1 every episode is Haley and Jimmy at the same time, but not knowing the other one was going to be there. They both uh-huh. came in to ruin it. Ah. So yeah, uh, Carter and Kirsten are there, and this is the time where I don't want my husband to meet Carter. So what I'll do is I'll throw a party at my house where my husband's definitely going to be there, and so will Carter. The editor of the magazine that the party is about. Right. Uh, but maybe it's it's showing that they finally got through their party budget. It has to be at the Cohen's house because they just the, the Newport group cannot sustain the parties at other places anymore. Well, the thing is too is that uh, the the 
Cohen's have a great house. It's awesome for parties. Yes. But perfect party house. Um, you can't do it at the Nickel House because that's too big. Like it's so uh-huh. expansive that uh, the party will look small. I feel like that, the right. co- or you can't have it at that house that Trey tried to get into, but it was boarded so, up. Well, that party will feel fun. That's like every punk rock party I went to in high school. <laughs> Man, you're just a little scared, a little smelly. Did you ever talk to the owner of any of those houses? I don't think there was one. I'm pretty sure the bands would just set up in an abandoned lot. Um, but no, we have it at the Cohen house because that's like the perfect size backyard for a little party. And uh, but now Carter and Jimmy are in the same. Or I'm sorry, Carter and Sandy are. <laughs> you no, know, Jimmy's place. coming out of the water. Uh, I what I like about Carter, especially in this episode, he just he's like, "Hey, are you angry at me? I, I am sorry if I did anything wrong." And then he clocks. Julie, that's my verb of the show. He collects Julie giving Kirsten a thumbs up that they're talking in a very middle schooly thumbs up way. And he puts it all together. And he's like, you know what? N- n- never mind. We-, we-, we can go talk about the magazine to everybody. That's an interesting take, but I have a different and correct one. <laughs> uh, first of all, Carter at this point, and this is a this is a, this is a skipper episode for Carter and Kirsten, right? Like this, they don't have a plot line. They're sort of like right. continuing through. They're muddling through until they get big. But I think what happened is that Carter did clock the thumbs up from Julie and realizes that everything he thinks is true. And then Carter's character is not super great so far. It's basically, I'm a drunk and I will bring up alcohol. Literally anybody, anytime anybody talks to me, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, and then sort of takes one for the team by saying, hey, just so you know, if you uh, like felt a vibe between the two of us, um, that was all on me and not on you. And I get, and I'm sorry, and, yeah, and I'm very sorry, and that will stop, especially because I'm in the same backyard as your husband. But the more I think about it, the more I think that that was actually a move. That isn't taking one for the team. That is making things hotter. What he's doing oh, is he's yeah. pushing all of uh, the dice to Kirsten's side of the table and saying, "Man, if she thought that we were flirting before, wait till I drop this fucking bomb on her." Nothing is sexier than somebody saying, isn't this also wrong and it's about to stop. And it was all me. I bet you didn't feel it. And it, you know what? Don't even take the time to prove to me that you were feeling it too. You don't want to take that time. Go ahead and don't do not do that. Was somebody with a past of Rocketeer and the editor-in-chief of a revolutionary magazine, you're good at reading people. Those are requisites for those rules. You know what? I, he knew exactly what was going I on. I just, I have a past. I have a lot of demons. Uh, I fly through a lot of barns. I thought I was the only one who flew through barns, but you flew through the barn of my heart. But I'm done now. I'm done, and that vibe is over. We have to take a break. But when we come back, let's just focus in on Julie and her naked mistake. Ryan, let's roll the clock back a little. Julie tells Kiki everything, including the fact that Sandy helped with the negotiation of monies with Lance. Uh, Kirsten doesn't get mad, probably because she's too busy thinking about Carter's rippling biceps. Uh, She says, if Sandy can't help you, you have to just go to my dad. There's no judgment. There's no anger. She's just like, here's how you be a pal. So Kirsten is being a bad friend and probably a poorly written character. But what we do get out of this is instead of a seven-episode arc of Julie trying to talk to Kiki, what we get Mm -hmm. is, what? What? Uh, I'm sorry. uh, Cool. You were in porn before. Uh, Sandy can't help you. Go tell my dad, I guess. And then she just moves on with her life. I think it's because she knew. Just looking at Julie, she was like, oh. I, I mean, I didn't know, no, but I knew. Look at those faces. If... 
Julie came into that office and said, Kirsten, I have something to tell you. I was never in a porno. Kirsten had been like, what? what? That's no. insane. Come on. You don't lie to me. And I sort of uh, like the uh, progressive thinking of this 2005 episode of television because they all treat it like a 2019 episode. In 2005, yeah. it would rock your butt's life right. off if you were in a porn. But now, it doesn't matter at all. They just kept saying sex work is real work and talking about it like, decades ahead of that. Uh, so Julie calls Cal up, sends him a messenger pigeon. They barely talk. Uh, they both meet these two powerhouses of giant companies, meet up at home for lunch. She made Cal his favorite dish, which is crawfish, mm-hmm. to have a state of the union. Cal seems like the kind of guy who has never even heard the word crawfish, let alone it's his favorite dish. Did he have blue collar roots? We're not aware of. What is his his favorite dish? Is uh, you take one of those hats with uh, like that have places you put beer on either side, and you just put caviar, and he just sucks Cav- it through a straw, right? Caviar in one, foie gras in the other. That's how Cal do. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I will eat this crawfish. And like at this point, Caleb was just like everything Julie does. He just accepts and says that's the way my life is now. He it seems like he hates her and hates his life because she goes very quickly. She's like, "Say union." So here's what's going on the magazine. Here's what the house. I made an adult film, and it, I would really like to redo the kitchen. And he's just like, "Yeah, I'll have my people." All right, I'd have my people talk about it. Is this good Julie writing or is this bad TV writing for her to pull off that sort of strategy of I'm going to wedge it as the number three in this list of four things that I need to do? I know moment of the week is the thing we do on Superhero Hour, not on this show. It was mine. I fucking loved it. If anybody else did it, I think Seth could get away with this. Only Julian Seth could do this kind of delivery. But Caleb says like four or five times in this episode, and I don't know how he feels when he says it. I knew what I married when I married Julie Cooper. <laughs> he says it to her. He says it to everybody. He's just saying it to valets. <laughs> I think. I think it depends on the delivery. I, I think he's going through the Kubler Ross stages of grief. About this fact, but like he hits acceptance first because she's mad. Like, well, you and he's just like, I'll call my financial advisor. Go back to work. Yes, and that's worse. That that stone cold mellowness is so much scarier. Absolutely, but she is beyond that. She's beyond like, do I? Am I in a good, healthy relationship? Now she now she just wants the please give me the half a million dollars. Well, weeks ago when when Lindsay first showed up, and I thought Cal and Julie were as healthy as they can be being those two human beings. She was like, Marissa, he's going to die and we need all his money. Mm. Like she went, she, so they've been cold for a while, even though we haven't seen on screen why or how. Yeah. She runs into Marissa's room and she's like, I don't understand why you disrespect me. I'm just trying to hold on and fuck this cold penis until we can get all of the money we can. Marissa, I love you. So Julie is ecstatic, goes back to work to mostly talk about, uh, Kiki and Carter, K I S S I N G in a tree. And Cal shows up to Lance's motel, and Lance can't just win. He can't just take the money. He's, like, m- trying to rub Cal's face, isn't it? Turns out Cal hired a team of PIs before he married Julie, and this is one of the many I knew what I was getting into when I married Julie Cooper. Well, Mike, he hired multiple teams. Team of PIs is important, I think. You should always have a team of PIs. Uh, a team of people who will put cash into a briefcase so it fits perfectly, that sure. is a team you need. Does Bank of America just do that for you? No, Bank of America does very little for you, and that's why you should switch right now. We are a WAMU household. We are a school's first house. Is that a national oh, brand? We, we, le- we legit are a school's first. I didn't want to reveal our real bank that both of us <laughs> share for some reason. Why? Because our hardest fans are going to go rob it, and that's on us. Um, but no, the, 
it doesn't matter how much you uh like the uh the person's asking for you will th- these people this team will always find the exact <laughs> right um, like uh amount of bills to put so it fits exactly right and it is a team it's one person per stack of bills <laughs> So it's like 50 people on that team. And it is a team because they wear jerseys. And that's what a team means. <laughs> what I love about Cal is uh, he doesn't let Lance get to him. He hands him the money. And then three thugs come in and he's just like, uh, and fuck you. What are you going to do? I'm Cal. Out. Like he doesn't, he could have waited and had Lance get mugged. He wants him to know everything that's happening is because of him. And and yeah, this is when we realized too that uh, the reason that he learned so much about Julie is not like, not necessarily to protect his assets, although that comes into it. It's to never be one-upped. To be one-upped right. is, like, that's devastating. That's death. So he just does all this stuff so no one can ever surprise him, and he can always be the cool head in the room. And it's it's But it, it's scary. It reminds you of Uncle Sean, and also his team of PIs was probably just creepy, pervy Uncle Sean watching Julie, which I'm not okay with at all. <laughs> Uncle Sean in general is, Ugh. yeah, just awful. Nobody should have an Uncle Sean. But he brings so, uh, into that hotel room with Lance. Uh, he brings the briefcase. He takes the money. Uh, then he asks the money. He asks them. Uh, he asks for the money back because he brought three of the most punch drunk, cauliflower eared, gross looking, oh, yeah. thuggy dudes. Like they don't know where they are right now. It's kind of sad. These are guys that you sort of beat in Double Dragon just before like the end of the second <laughs> level. Um, and even though he got the tape and the briefcase back. Those three guys just went to town on Lance. Yeah. Well, because they all auditioned to play the guy from Corona from season one, and they're still very mad they didn't get that guest spot role. Because you get more money than when you're an extra with no lines. But this sort of means, though, that like there's five families in New York, and then Chicago has its own thing, and Philly has its own thing, and like there's different mafias for cities. Is Caleb the head of the Newport Beach Mafia? Yeah, the front facing is the Newport group. The back is the Newport family. <laughs> so Lance, surprisingly enough, doesn't just take this and roll over. What? And didn't give up the only copy of this tape. He shows up. I think he beat up that guy who shows up at every Cohen party to cater, who's always trying to give the bacon wrap scallops. Mm. Uh, he took his little suit, put it on, is a thug, doesn't care that he has a black eye. Nobody brings it up. To be fair, though, hold on. To be fair, like that guy who always has that bacon wrap scallop only has that one. Like, where did that? You're you're supposed to have a tray of food. Why does he only always have one? And it smells a little bit weird. If he caters the way I catered, right before you go out, you eat all of them because you forgot to eat all day because you were so nervous about the catering gig. (laughs) So, Lance is there, and then we just get to watch the kids' drama unfold, the Kiki Carter drama unfold, all the things going. You kind of forget Lance is there. Until they're doing this video for a magazine, which does not make sense to me because magazines do not move. I've tried to make the move. They just sit there, picturesque. It's not a magazine presentation. It is, of course, Julie's porn. You say, of course, but Mike, I've seen this episode many times. I knew that Lance was there. And still, when she hit play, there's no way that she is the host would have the, the like the VCR remote right, and she uh, when she hits play and the porno comes on, I was like, oh no, oh, no. and then nobody can figure out the remote. Every everybody suddenly has a remote in their hand, and they're just like, I've never seen one of these. <laughs> How does this work? This was back in the day though, where like uh, you had four machines on one remote, and everybody was like, mm-hmm. well, if I hit play, it stops it. So am I recording or stopping? What's going on? <laughs> it's set up. Don't 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 TiVo over my stories. 
Uh, Carter saves the day and is very droll because he says, sorry, everybody, for the technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please help yourself to a drink or two. Lord knows I will. And everyone's like, we get it, Carter. You have a problem. <laughs> In unison, the entire crowd says that. <laughs> and I also love Lance, too. But Lance is terrible, and I wish he was dead. But I got to give him credit. He didn't queue up a point where, like, uh, uh, Julie was going through penetration. No. It was a point where uh, she was like, well, I've never had sex before, so let's see what it's like, and then takes off her shirt. That's the thing it's, you want to show. Double burn, you're in a porn, and you can't act. You fucking hack. That's two careers uh, over, Julie. Uh, Cal, like, consoles Julie inside, lies to her about paying. He's like, I don't know why. I mean, he's just, a, who knows why. And he's like, we could just go to Europe to blow it over, which me- makes me think that Cal's done this. A bunch of times and has more stuff coming his way. And he's like, I should get out of the country right now. Yes, this is very interesting because Cal, this is the most good husband that Cal has ever been. Mm-hmm. Even towards Kirsten, who he wants to have sex with. Uh, he comes in and he says, like, hey, this shit blows over. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Uh, let's go to Europe. And then uh, Julie's like, yeah, you know what? There's always a new rumor. Something will happen. Mm. Um D- does lie, does say that, like, well, I gave him the money. I don't know what's wrong. I wonder if Cal's being such a good husband because he really did think he would win over Lance, and he's like, oh, fuck. I did not see that one coming. Is he thinking? How am I going to get out of this one? Is he thinking right now, I'm going to go have him killed? You know, like, for his wife just got put up on a screen where she was in a porn, but mm-hmm. he also got beat. Like, Lance beat him. Right. Is he thinking, oh, I'm going to go take a fucking chisel to his face? No, because I don't. Nobody knows Lance beat him except for Cal, and I think Cal's just like it was kind of funny. Good for him. I respect that. We're out of the country for a while, and everybody sort of thinks it's funny. Everybody thinks it's like <laughs> parties are crazy. Because again, it's Julie. If it was anybody else, they'd be like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, we know." <laughs> again, you were born in Riverside. The other reason that everybody's stoked too is that uh, all of the minors happen to be out of the house. Right. No kid. And they think they're going to keep the secret. Like, no kid on the show was there at the party. And they're like, so they'll never know. They'll never find out. Everybody keeps their secrets in this town. When we do, the kids all come back from their separate dramas and in the house. And the kids are like, how's the party? And the parents are like, it was fine. Nobody was in a porn. Uh, And it's a very sweet family dinner that Sandy wanted in the beginning. It's Kirsten and Sandy and Ryan and Trey and Marissa and Seth and Summer. And everyone's just having a good time. It's adorable. Set, uh, or Zach. You can see Zach through a window staring at them, like humping a Just Vespa. Just a Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> but no, everybody who's inside of the house having a good time. And yeah, it is the family dinner that we wanted from the beginning of the episode. Right. Uh, and that is the episode. When we come back, it'll be to give some awards away. Ryan, it is time, as always, for the Oxars. What is your magical, musical, momental of the week? Ooh, bud. I've got the winner and nothing else can happen. If you don't have what I have, then you're wrong. And that's not something I typically say. Um, Arthur Yoria had a song in this episode called Here to Stay. And that was when Zach came up with the Vespa and had to talk to the girls in the coffee shop. And he won a contest. There was an OC... Enter the Mix contest that what? everybody sent in things, and he won it, and that's when his song was played. Go ahead. Beat that shit. 
it was just Seth and Summer at a diner. There was a kind of catchy song that had, I really was kidding about going to the city, which is the funniest prank in the world. I didn't want to go to the city. Uh, so yeah, yours, you, you win. Take Arthur, a drink. What? Arthur Yoria. What, what, it, just, can you describe the song? Yeah. Here to stay, not here to go, here to play, and here to poe. Man, that's great. That's my new favorite song. I wish that's what I danced to at my wedding. What's your Sandy Wisdom? I think there is an obvious one here, too. But uh, before you say what it is, I want to point out that the fact that uh, Sandy brings Trey to the house, and he's like, yeah, it's weird, right? I can't believe rich people. This is all so strange to me. I'm closer to you. I'm, I'm street. Uh, I'm not rich at all. Uh, and then, like, 10 minutes later, he's like, what do you need, toiletries? Here's $300 for my fucking fat mafia roll. What's uh, toilet paper cost? A thousand bucks? Wipe your butt in style, kid. What is a banana? Ten dollars? Here's three hundred dollars to go see a Star War. <laughs> Sometimes Sandy is very Jessica Walters. Uh, it is, of course, the line, and it's sweet, and it's wise, and I love him forever. A Ryan problem is a Cohen problem. It's clearly the answer. It's just a little too. I said this for the preview. They, you know, like it. yeah. Oh, I thought they said it for the award. Like it's pretty. They wanted FYC. that award for sure. Yeah. It's weird because in my life, a Ryan problem is a Mike problem and not in a positive way. What are you talking about? You've cured my syphilis multiple times. Orange couture, my dear friend. All right, so I have a tie here. Uh, I think there's an obvious one, too, so I'm going to go away from that. Uh, My first one is uh, when Julie is telling Caleb about the porno thing over his delectable crawfish lunch. Uh, Caleb is dressed like a straight-up business candy cane. He's wearing a... (laughs) pink and red striped suit and i don't understand where that came from but later in the episode um everybody's hanging out at the house and uh i thought kirsten was dressed for home which was inappropriate but then she shows up at work in the same outfit which is the tiniest little teeny pink tank top i've ever seen <laughs> like there's cleavage and midriff all at the same time and you were a mother that's of a children. bikini and a ceo what are you doing <laughs> Uh, a subplot that they've really only hinted at, and I think it'll come to head in the season finale, is uh, Caleb is Hank Hill in Newport Beach Community Theater's Music Man, and that's why he was dressed like that. He was just getting ready to do that shaboopy. Is he pulling a full-on, uh, what's his name, uh, from Parks and Rec, the saxophone player? N- yes, Nick Offerman. Yeah, Wait, is he doing that? Duke Silver? Yes, he's doing that. Nobody knows he's Hank Hill, community theater star. <laughs> uh, mine is Summer has like a peasant top on that's designed to be wrinkled, and every beady, chunky necklace you've ever seen in Joanne's Fabrics and Michael's Craft Store at the same time through the whole episode. Like her superpower is magnet, but only when you walk into a Joanne Michaels. For wooden bullshit. <laughs> Not a good power. <laughs> Comics Connection. Uh, director Michael Lang, director of this episode, directed two episodes of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, starring Terry Hatcher in one of the dumbest dumb fucks to ever shit in his hand and rub it through his hair. <laughs> that show helped me make me who I am today. Mine was Trey sort of looks like Tom Hardy. <laughs> who was in the movie Locke, based on a comic book. <laughs> that, it was a pretty quiet comic book. Mostly told from a dog's point of view. Atwood. He's got an Atwood. There's a lot here, and I want to pick fighting because I always want to pick fighting, but I think it's the all pass. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, Ryan, do you want to help us out today finding him a job? And Ryan, still not good with his emotions, says all pass in such a way where we all know he's going through yeah. a thing, even though he doesn't want us to know. He doesn't want anybody to know, but he can't contain it. He's just doing those shups. My other one is, my tie for that is uh, Trey gives him the receipt for the watch, 
mm-hmm. and he feels so bad he wears the receipt around as a wristwatch. <laughs> like a watch? He's like, I learned origami just so I can wear this. But now everyone knows he's Riverside because that's what they do. Uh, mine was him going off on Trey in the beginning of that scene immediately. Not asking questions, not believing, like just screaming at him. You watch, thief. <laughs> Why don't you pour another one, Kirsten? Because I'm not thirsty. Uh, oh, you want my award? Uh, this is not, usually it's a line by Kirsten or a pouring by Kirsten, but Carter's reaction to uh-huh. what no wine was clearly Kirsten is an alcoholic. It was her pretending to not drink and everybody's reaction to that. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking perfect. It was insane. He's like, when I interviewed, you gave me three bottles and said, we have to finish them before I leave. I don't understand. Look, they have a bad relationship and they should not hook up because that would end uh sandy and kirsten but they have a great job i want to drink a couple of bottles of wine a day i would love to be on the staff of a soon-to-be failing magazine it seems like a blast before we tell everybody what we're talking about next week you want to do some commercials yes you want me to do it i would love that all right so here we go Please, of course, go to yourpopfilter.com. That's the place where you can get all of our podcasts, all of our articles. Not all of our articles. You'll miss some of them because of patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. If you want all of our articles, you do have to sign up for a tier. It's not that much money. You already have so many subscriptions. Why not one more? Also, if you're spending money, go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Make that your new bookmark. And that would help us out so, so so much. We appreciate it. Yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon. Follow us on Twitter at yourpotfilter. Follow us on Instagram. Sure. Okay. What is that one? At yourpotfilter. Cool. Thank you. Uh, if you want to be heard or uh, read on the show, email us, contact at yourpotfilter.com, and we will get your opinions about the OCN, or call us. Nope, just email us. Just email us. Just email us. Yeah. Age of the email, baby. Also, thank you to the Holophonics for this sweet, sweet theme song. Are you ready to hear what's going on next week? Mike, I gotta say, I'm not because we have like six episodes left and Trey's gonna go cr- Yeah, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready. Next week on the OC, Sandy reluctantly agrees with Kirsten to serve as a host at yet another OC benefit. Meanwhile, Trey lies to Ryan to prove that he can be independent when he steals one auction exhibit, leading Ryan and Seth on a mission to recover before anybody else finds out. All right, hold Carter on. Re- Sorry, keep going. What? Carter reinvigorates Seth and Zach's comic book dream, much to the annoyance of Summer. Also, Marissa moves in with the Coens, unwilling to stand anymore of living with Julia Caleb. Took way longer than we would have thought. Are you officially done? Like, have you, uh, are all these new to you from here on out? Yeah, baby. Okay, so you have no idea what movie we're going to uh, talk about a lot next week? No, baby. All right, it's going to be fun. The Gambler? The Gambler with (laughs) Philip Seymour Hoffman. I assume. And John Wayne. (laughs) They were the same. That's weird era. I did not know those guys would have crossed. Shidwell Ejiofer. So that's it. This is my favorite movie you're describing, and I've never seen it. That is the show. We'll see you next week. Until then, crack an egg and sit on it, jerk. California! California!